0: what's going on the grave consequences podcast this is your boy shane swerve strickland but secretly some people might refer to me as Killshot from lucha underground i don't know if it's true or not but i'm doing a nice little drop for you guys thank you guys for supporting the swerve brand and i hear that y'all doing a lucha underground review on the social suplex network and man i might have just stumbled upon the best match in lucha underground history in my opinion you know Killshot versus dante fox we made history that night and to this day i don't think anybody has been able to top what we did in that match in any other promotion across the industry that match still still holds a great place in my heart and of course fox would definitely agree with me so thank you guys for reviewing a wonderful, wonderful, amazing, one of the top five matches of my entire wrestling career. Hope you guys enjoy it. This is a drop. Shout out to Grave Consequences Podcast. Enjoy the show and be confident in everything you do. And thank you. Thank you for supporting Who's House? Swerve's House.
1: Hey there, folks, and
0: welcome back to the Grave Consequences
1: Podcast. Of course, a part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Rate, review, and subscribe. Pardon me, follow on Apple Podcast. Five stars is always appreciated. My name is Caleb Baldwin. Follow me on Twitter at IamCalebB. That's I am Caleb and then another B. Follow my friend, co-host, and producer, Greg, at XMaserati. Follow the show at DC underscore cast. And uh, as always, check me out every Wednesday night right after AEW Dynamite on Eddie and Caleb's HeroCast. This week, we are reviewing The Avengers. That's right, 2012, Joss Whedon. Good stuff and uh but but enough about that let's talk about what me and greg are here to review we're here to review season three episode 18 of lucha underground the working title is evil rising what a name sounds like a shitty like canadian horror film from the late 2000s
2: wasn't there a wrestler called terror rising
1: that was literally triple h's indie name
2: okay okay
1: (laughs) yeah yes
2: my brain is mush so like wrestling is just like the multiverse of madness only involving time and in, in my recollection of random yes. events.
1: Yes. Yes. Um I mean it, it's gonna be really dated because this comes out on June.
2: This will come out June sixth or eighth. June ninth. Okay.
1: Either way. Uh did you see multiverse of madness?
2: No, uh, because I'm gonna say something very that people will get upset about, but I I don't really care for Sam Raimi as a as a director.
1: Okay, uh, you're entitled to your opinion. That's fine.
2: It's the funny thing is, I might like it because it sounds like it's like Rick and Morty, like it's just wildly violent and just random. But
1: that 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 is pretty close to true. Yes. Oh, you already saw it? Yes. Yeah, of course oh, I did. Oh. What you think? Uh, it was What's... great, man. I enjoyed it. it okay. It's not as good as uh, it's not as good as Spider Man No Way Home but it's better than Morbius and far better than Eternals. So that's all I can ask for.
2: Yeah. When it comes to Marvel movies, cause I, I am a legitimate, I, I grew up reading the comics. So like, uh, and I'm not one of those fans that just likes everything Marvel puts out just cause I'm not, you know, I think you and me, we take pride in not being um, tribalists. Like we don't believe in tribalism. We're not going to defend something just cause we like it regardless exactly. of its quality. Yeah. I have a lot of problems with Marvel movies. I didn't, I, I thought No Way Home was fine, but I had some problems with it. Uh, I would still watch it again because it's still enjoyable. But uh, I'm I'm super critical of Spider-Man movies just because I was uh, at one point. He was one of my favorite superheroes, and there's you know I'm, I'm anytime a movie comes out, I'll be like, oh, I didn't like they made this change or I don't like that change. It's, it's unavoidable. If you if you like something, you're going to be protective of it of of your what you. Yeah, like don't even ask me about the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> but uh it is I'm ve- I'm very critical of the Marvel movie so like it's and then when you throw Sam Raimi in it cuz he did No Way Home I I don't know. I like his first two movies uh not his first two movies, but the two popular movies Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2, but you know, yeah. a lot of people love Evil Dead 3. I am kind of like Ugh. It, it, to me you it was mean just, Army of Yeah, cuz it's too uh like i don't like this about josh whedon i don't like this and he, and that kind of bled into comics too where it's too quirk uh you know people get quirky and campy and then it gets randomly dark for no reason it's just you know i'm very critical of it and i know people would get upset about that but that's how i feel about some of that stuff
1: yeah either way we're gonna get right into the episode here uh the first thing we see is jeremiah crane simping hardcore over Katrina. he's like hey uh like, come on! I beat him. What's going on? Let me beat cheeks. What's going on?
2: Yeah, he's basically like me and, and uh e girls on on TikTok, so I I can relate.
1: <laughs> I beat the man that you love. And he says <laughs> Mill isn't the man I love. Are we?
2: Are we? Do you? Are we okay with saying who who the man she loves is? Because uh, I believe we. I know the answer, and I'm pretty sure you know the answer.
1: I think I know the answer, but for now we're gonna we're gonna keep it on the kayfabe.
2: I'll tell you off the air then.
1: Awesome, awesome. Metalachi plays the sin, and uh, first match of the night: Sexy Star versus the Mariposa. And the first thing I wrote down was the Mariposa has sexy by the legs. She's got a good handle on her, and she is swinging her into the announce table. Multiple times, not even dropping her, not even putting her down, just just several times, like three, four times. It was insane, an insane show of strength and uh, also athleticism from Sexy Star as well.
2: Mary Posas, cheerleader Melissa, is one of those female wrestlers that's never going to get the recognition she deserves.
1: Yes, she's great. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. Um <laughs> Let's see here. Did I break your brain with that? You did not. You did not. You're right, man. You're right. Uh Sexy Star ultimately does get the win with a top rope double stomp. And she leaves the ring and she's holding both of her arms, man. Like like she's got two sore shoulders, you know.
2: Who uh Sexy Star?
1: Yes. Yes.
2: I didn't notice uh, yep. Was Mary Poza working her shoulders or her arms throughout the match?
1: I mean, you know, she kind of worked over like most of her upper body. I mentioned, you know, the the shots into the booth.
2: It was a it was a fight. It was a brawl, which they're very good at in Lucha Underground. It always
1: it always is with those two. Yeah, like we 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 remember the No Moss match. Like, yeah, it's not a shock. After the match, Marty runs to the ring to comfort his sister, and then he hits her with a Uranagi. Wild that was, card, bitches.
2: It was weird that he did that. I don't. Do they ever explain why he did that, or just he's crazy? Uh,
1: I mean, maybe we'll get an explanation later on in the season. I can't remember. Uh, I I did write down blah blah blah, and then he hits her with a uranagi, and then my next sentence was just Charlie Kelly. I was trying to remember why I wrote Charlie Kelly, and that quote I said earlier is why.
2: Yeah, it really felt like they were trying to get sympathy for Mary Poza, but I mean, uh, it's no spoiler. She never becomes a good guy, so it was really weird. Yeah
1: simpy we're gonna call it simpy just like scott steiner would is that cool with you
2: yeah but i don't really understand but sure
1: <laughs> it's just scott steiner had trouble speaking
2: i can well yeah
1: and <laughs> but that's simpy. what made him so good exactly yeah he would just ramble and yell and get all angry
2: do you know how many it's non-wrestling like... fans love the math promo yeah of course it's great it's infamous. why wouldn't they
1: yeah Scott Steiner is transcendent, is what I'm being told.
2: You're being told right.
1: Yes. Masquerita Sagrada is hitting some curls when the rabbit tribe come in to bow to him. Like, this is the guy. Like, that. that's, that's the guy. I got strong. Uh, you've seen Superbad, I assume. Yeah, a while ago. Okay. Uh, do you remember the scene when Michael Cera's character is hiding out from the party in, like, a bedroom of some sort? And these guys, these coked up guys come into the room. They're like, you're the singer. You're the guy. You're the guy. Sing for us. That guy. That's you. And then Michael Sarah poorly sings uh, These Eyes by the Guess Who. You remember that at all?
2: It's been a long time. I know, I know the scene you're talking about. But it's I been will, a while since I've seen it.
1: I mean, I'm going to send it to you after just because it's hilarious to me. But that's the vibe I get from this. Like. Masquerita has no idea what's going on. He even says, like, before he leaves, he's like, tu estas loco, which means you guys, you're crazy, is what that means, by the way.
2: Yeah, and if I remember, they kind of drag this along a little bit, but the yeah. White tra- uh, w- the white Rabbit Tribe is worth it.
1: Yes, I hope so. I certainly hope so. Speaking of the Rabbit Tribe, up next, we've got Mala Suerte, Santadora, and Paul London, of course, the White Rabbit Tribe. Versus Cobra Moon, Pindar, and Vibora. And the tribe, of course, dances around Melissa during their introduction. Drago, by the way, joins the match in Cobra Moon's stead because he's basically become her little slave, her little pet, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Matt Stryker says, You don't want to piss soft Cobra Moon. Oh, and man. yeah, I was I was very irritated. I was pissed off.
2: (laughs) It's so bad. It's so
1: bad. I agree. I agree. Uh, The rabbit tribe get to be silly for a little while, but it doesn't last, especially when Vibora comes in and hits the tombstone, a.k.a. And I like this name, the snake bite.
2: Yeah, they do. uh, They're they don't. Again, Lucha Underground does this very well in, in that they have the white rabbit tribe come in Get their moves over because mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing wrong with just basic wrestling, like you know, old school like get in there, get your moves over. and you know and but but then the 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 reptile tribe, they win. they get the they get the clean win um after a lot of shenanigans and and getting from the white rabbit tribe. I mean, I think that's where the mentality of uh you know wins and losses don't really matter. I think that's the the most legitimate reasoning for that is if you, as long as you get over as long as you get your moves over as long as you get your spots and your gimmick over it yeah. kind of doesn't matter. It's only yeah. when you're not doing any of that yeah. <laughs> and you're still getting buried which does happen to people but you know it, it doesn't you don't feel like they're buried after they lose. I mean they're the white rabbit tribe. They're all really high, you know, uh Alice in Wonderland type gimmick and they lost to like dragons <laughs> and demons and shit so i mean it's not and drago who's already established
1: yeah yeah it's not a not a bad group to lose to but yeah um snake bite cobra more C- <laughs> cobra moon orders drago to finish him springboard swinging neck breaker and the reptile tribe get the dub
2: you know, he's done that move before a lot, and I think this was the smoothest and best it's looked because it's never been really that impressive to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Uh, but I noticed... Oh, what was that that move? He, The Dragon's Tail. Yes, the I'm, pin. That's really cool.
2: Yeah, Darby does something like that, right?
1: I believe so, yeah. yeah. Where it's you basically... You you just kind of disorient your opponent more than anything.
2: I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a pin. Like, you... It's it's not like a, uh, and I don't even mind schoolboys, but it's not like a basic rollup. Like it's it would be hard to kick out of. Like it's clearly like yeah. a victory roll or uh, or even a uh, Zach Saber Junior type of you know
1: clutch. Like it, it, yeah. it's it's impressive. You're impressive. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of impressive, the trios cha- two thirds of the trios champions, all of the trios champions phoenix and aerostar show up <laughs> uh they run into attack pindar and vibora and as they're fighting with them cobra moon by the way drago is trying to join so he's not all the way like you know the stockholm syndrome has not entirely taken hold because he's trying to join the fight and cobra moon won't let him because she's got the leash on him the chain rather uh and cobra moon's like basically choking him like he, his back is to the ropes is you know his His head's, like, hanging out the ring because, of course, you know, where the chain's at. Um, But Drago eventually is able to join. But he then, like, after they neutralize Pindar and Vibora, Drago pushes himself off of the trio's champions.
2: Yeah, he's got a dominatrix that's pretty, you know, demanding. And he's got to choose between his bros and, and, you know, his his goth mommy. So we'll see what happens.
1: You know, it's bros before hoes here at uh, Grave Consequences, but, you know, we'll see what Drago ends up choosing.
2: Yeah, not everyone's as noble as us, unfortunately.
1: Exactly, exactly. After this, Sexy Star runs into the Mac, and the Mac declines Sexy Star's help because Sexy Star wanted to offer it to him because she's seen the light and realized how dumb it was to go it alone against Johnny Mundo. Now it's his turn to be dumb. But it is the Mac's turn to be dumb. He's like, no, i got to do this on my own. And, uh... Yeah. Cool. I don't, know,
2: I don't know if you saw it, but he's he didn't. And this is this will be late news for people listening, but uh, for for me and you, it's May it's May 11th. But uh, I don't know if you saw yeah. it, but the Max contract expired. And he didn't renew with Impact. Oh, really? Yeah, he's, he's going to be a free agent if not already.
1: Okay, interesting. Wonder if uh, well WWE won't sign him. I wonder if AEW will, or if he'll go like the NWA or MLW route
2: i think the boat is passed for that there's only like i it, it, as far as lucha underground wrestlers in AEW, only two have really survived uh, and helico's still there jack Phoenix, Evans. Um, phoenix and, and pentagon yeah yeah but like cage i mean they still have him under contract and i guess they're planning to do something with him but
1: he's the ring of honor guy
2: did he go back to ring of honor
1: at this what do you mean back to he'd never been to ring of honor but, like, no, he did the he did the uh, Supercard show, and it seems like that's where most of his work's going to be done. But Ring of Honor doesn't even really exist right now. Like, it, it looks like it's about to start existing again, but it's not yet. Like, they don't have their own TV show. They occasionally get title matches on Battle of the Belts or whatever, but, you know, nothing huge like that. <laughs>
2: It's been it's been rough for Lucha Underground wrestlers and it's it's really sad because they all deserve. I mean, we saw there was like a dark match of Marty and and he just didn't come back. And it's like, I hope there's nothing backstage that's a problem, because these are really great wrestlers and they all, Mm -hmm. you you know, even Elise, it was sad to see her go. I mean, even though Mm -hmm. I, I believe it was her own her being her own worst enemy, but she's a very great female wrestler.
1: Exactly. Exactly. By the way, after uh, Sexy Star runs into the Mac, Dario comes to the Mac and he's like, Hey, guys, hey, uh, you're not winning the belt tonight because tonight's not for the title, but it is a big match. The winner of this gets to pick the stipulation of your title match. And <laughs> as the Mac leaves, he drops a solid Arnold Schwarzenegger level one liner always bet on mac oh wow i even missed that <laughs> big pop big well, why pop. didn't he
2: just say the uh, the the quote from uh was it passenger 57
1: um i wouldn't know
2: that's where it's from always bet on black oh really it's wesley snipes yeah
1: okay that would make sense
2: i don't know why he didn't just say that it would have been
1: it would also make sense because the mac is african american
2: yeah i mean i just yeah. They 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 went really hard for a really cool... I I mean, all right. I'll say this: If Mac were and you said this before, he's terrible speaking.
1: He is not a good actor. No.
2: If he were better at delivery, yeah, that would have been funny. But
1: it's not because he's yeah. not <laughs> exactly exactly. So the story of this match is interference. The Mac hits a stunner. Rick Knox takes a bump. Uh, sit out powerbomb. bomb. It. Realistically, like, by the crowd count, got eight. Yeah. But by the count that matters, the count of Rick Knox, it only got two. We get some interference here. The Worldwide Underground come out. Jack Evans and PJ Black. Um, Johnny Mundo, low blow. And a pin. And Johnny Mundo just won. So Johnny Mundo gets to choose the stipulation. This main event was short, and that's probably for... That's for a very good reason, especially considering the stipulation that Johnny's going to choose in a matter of seconds.
2: Yeah, they're safe and the best for last. I mean, they're just trying to get over the fact that... I mean, it was really only for that spot you were just speaking about where he gets an eight count on Johnny Mundo. They're trying to get it in the fans' head. They're like, hey, the Mac can beat Johnny Mundo. And that's, that's all this match is for, is to get that thought in your head so that the next match you're like, unless Johnny does something crazy... Max getting that title that and that's exactly what they're trying to do.
1: exactly. <sighs> the Max arms are being outstretched, he's got boots to the head. I believe he uh okay, he, he can't move. Johnny Mundo is talking so much shit. Johnny's just like, hey, hey Mac, you suck, bro. I,
2: I'd puff when he said that though he does talk mad shit on him. He, he buries him
1: it, he's great. And it's like the way Johnny talks the shit. It's so casual. It's just like a matter of fact, you know?
2: It seemed it seemed authentic because he didn't just come over some long-winded wrestling promo. He's like, yo, dude, you suck.
1: <laughs> yeah, you suck, bro. And he's like, you, know, you couldn't even, he's still outstretched. He's got to look at him, but he can't touch him. He can't move. He can't even crawl towards him. But he's got to hear what Johnny has to say. And uh, Johnny says, you, know, you couldn't even last 10 minutes tonight. And the next time we fight, I'm taking your fat ass to Slamtown all night long. Johnny then curb stomps the Mac. And then him and the boys triple curb stomp the Mac. So in a very in the in the near future, we've got Johnny Mundo versus the Mac for the Lucha Underground Championship all night long. Those of you that um Need a refresher. This was a match in season one that is essentially an Iron Man match. It is one match in one show.
2: It was uh it's very interesting because they do they like I just said they they get it in your head that hey Mac can beat Johnny Mundo unless he does something crazy because you know you have the visual pin of him getting the mm-hmm. account, but then they yeah. immediately show all of worldwide underground. Just dominating him, so they're they're showing you two possible outcomes: either the Mac wins through you know credible talent, or yeah. Johnny Mundo wins through cheating. And they show you the two different outcomes. So now you the drama is which will which will trump the other, you know.
1: And sadly, in wrestling, it's usually the latter. Yes, yes. After this, oh my God, uh, this was like straight up. It was wild how this happened because Worldwide Underground's in there, the Mac's in there. All of a sudden we hear the beginning of Milmortes' theme. And you know, like that's that strikes fear into the hearts of anyone. That you hear that. Katrina and Milmortes come out next. Worldwide Underground runs off. The Max rolled out of the ring. Milmortes, as he's coming down the steps, stops and then just beats the crap out of Vampiro at the earlier suggestion of Katrina. Prince Puma then stalks down the steps. Vampiro is in the ring. Puma is on the apron. Vampiro orders Puma to stop for some reason, and Mill puts down Vampiro with a flatliner.
2: Good. Mill is my favorite.
1: This is the second time that Prince Puma has had to stare as Mill Moritess has gotten the better of his mentor.
2: You know, I think, it, it, I'm not sure if it was this episode or the previous, but there's one moment where, I think it was at the start of the episode, Vamp goes to Matt and goes, hey, whatever's between me and Puma stays between me and Puma.
1: Absolutely, and, yeah.
2: And it was, it's just so obnoxious because, as I've said before, it's that, you know, person that's like, I don't want to talk about it. And they just, <laughs> mope, you know, to kind of entice people to ask them about it, Yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, at this point, like you know, we we are kind of a broken record, but it's just so obnoxious the way yeah. some st- vamp creeps in the storylines. Like he, I, you can see some justification for helping build up Puma to face Rey Mysterio again, but he already was on a winning streak.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But yeah, um, I just like the. The idea that this has happened to Puma not once but twice, his mentor has just been well. In the in the first in the case of Conan, killed by Mil Muertes. Okay. and uh, in the case of Vampiro, just badly beaten. Yeah, and he's to stare at it as it happened, and he couldn't do anything. Well, he could have done something here, and he just didn't.
2: I'm be honest with you. Even if Vampiro. Was my you know master? I I probably wouldn't. I'd be like, oh, I wish I could go in there, but my master told me not to. Oh no, like no. I oh, how... no. oh, yeah. Not sure how much of a rush I'm in there. I mean, it's vampiro. He'll be fine.
1: Well, I mean, he got set on know.
2: fire by Pentagon and dropped on concrete. He'll be all right.
1: Uh, are you sure?
2: I don't know. I mean, he's as right all right as he'll ever be.
1: Fair enough. Yeah. You ever watch Arrested Development? Yes. He's all right
2: which skit is that from
1: <laughs> it's after after buster had his hand bitten off by a loose seal
2: oh my goodness
1: the literal doctor he's all right oh no no he had his hand he had his left hand bitten off he's all right
2: that that doctor was a great skit in itself
1: oh man uh yeah sorry I know that's a deep cut from a show that came out like 20 years ago but uh, that being said, let's uh, grade this episode that came out six years ago. Uh, this was better than the last one we recorded. And that being said, I really enjoyed the the, the story of the main event. That last segment with Mil Mourthes and Vampiro and all them. Sexy and uh, Mariposa was pretty good. And yeah, I'm going to give this a... B and even B,
2: eighty-five. Uh, I know it's going to be kind of weird. This is what happens when you compare. I, I think this even happens to Melter, like when you rate something and then later you got to compare the rating to your next rating. Um, uh, and, and they're just not very comparable. I I have to go C plus just because it's good, but I I I don't know. There is uh. I don't know. I'm just gonna go C, I'm just gonna go C plus. I guess
1: that's fine. That's fine. That just tells me that you know last episode, last week's episode was more your style, whereas this week's episode was more my style.
2: Yeah, there's nothing wrong with this episode, and I do like yeah. the white rabbit, white rabbit tribe. But um, it, it that's that's that is really what it comes down to. I I really did like the Jeremiah Crane versus Mill match, and I um, really do like Tejano versus Cage, um, and. This one, you know, the the rabbit tribe, I I normally do like, but it, you know, it was it was a, that was probably my favorite match of this episode. In other than that, like, Mac versus Johnny Mundo, I I like the Mac, but I never really saw him as a credible threat to Johnny Mundo.
1: Yeah.
2: And what was the opening match again?
1: Uh, sexy I, star I, I, Mosa.
2: Yeah, I don't really care about sexy star. Uh, never really. I mean, she's good. It's just you know, like when a wrestler's over and it's just not. You don't care. Yeah. Like uh, that's how. Like I, I'm. For example, like I'm big on Hangman, but I don't care about Sam Punk. Even though I like Sam Punk, it's just
1: I don't care. That's fine. I understand. Well, folks, um, just know that if uh, if if you you decide that your maestro is Vampiro, you just might suffer grave consequences.